VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All ministers and officials should now go to Case Orange. Repeat, this is an official colonial government broadcast. Hey, welcome back to the Battlestar Galacticast, brought to you by Sci-Fi Wire. My name is Mark Bernardin. And I am Trisha Helfer. Hey, Trisha. How are you? I'm a little allergy-ish. Yeah. Now it's, it's, uh, we are recording this at the end of uh, 2019. And as often happens at the end of a year, uh, even though your body doesn't quite know the calendar, your brain knows like, dude, it's been a long run. Like and everything's kind of compromised and you begin to fall apart. And nothing's slowing down. Yes. Nothing it's only faster because the holidays are upon us and shopping and wrapping and shipping and shopping and wrapping and shipping. Yeah. Um, Although you said you might be a little sniffly, like sick sniffly. I'm just allergy sniffly, which yeah. isn't really the time of year for it. But no, I went for a, a walk and there was lots of blowing of leaves and things. And- it's also LA, which, you know, seasons are always a little facocta. Yeah. So it's weird. But yeah, I think that the the general exhaustion is what is adding to my potential sniffliness. Yeah, so we're going to be sniffly and fluidy. Yes, you know, in all the best ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I don't know what those are. <laughs> <laughs> but we will probably find a way to wrap wrap it into one of the episodes somewhere. We will. We will. And we'll make it filthy. Uh, yes. As is our want. <laughs> so so what, what is the previously on Battlestar Galacticast? Uh, we had... Well, we had the lovely Ron Moore. We did. Previously on Battlestar Galacticast, we had Ron Moore who joined us for Occupation Precipice. Yes. Um, who uh, who told us lots of things, um, the, how the network felt about turning his heroes into insurgents, um, the uh, the healthy debate about Fat Leodama, um, and the, the sort of new status quo on New Caprica and in the fleet. Uh, yeah, he had a lot to say about an episode that is a pretty strong season premiere. I was just going to say it. it's a very strong season premiere. Yeah. yeah, no, a lot of things going on, and 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 it continues with Exodus Part One and Part Two. Yeah, I mean we're do, we're we're doing them both tonight, so you know you're going to get us, and there's no wine, so instead of us getting like increasingly punchy, it'll just be increasingly sniffly. Well, I got tea. Okay, I might spike it for Exodus Part Two with some whiskey. Oh, there you go. There you go. I might make my tea into a hot toddy. You know, it is it is your house. You can do as you will. <laughs> um, but yes, and so uh, at the very end of of precipice slash occupation slash precipice, um, Callie was on the firing line. A, a, a big old truck full of uh, insurgents and colonists were dragged out to the middle of nowhere by the Cylons. Um, gets released by Jammer. She gets released by Jammer just as the Centurions uh, crest a little. Uh, a ridge and then just open fire. Now, what I found interesting interesting about Exodus Part One is they do the recap, right? Mm-hmm. But then they actually replay the yeah. entire scene of this. Uh, previously on, previously on. Was what, what? Yeah, I'm like, wait, wait, are we still in the previous sound? No, we're actually watching it again. <laughs> and they also replay a little bit later the Sam and Sharon mm-hmm. meetup. Yeah, I mean, because I think what what we're kind of doing is it backs up. An hour. It's like one hour earlier, mm-hmm. and we see uh, sort of Chief Tyrrell, ex-Chief Tyrrell, uh, like going back to his tent in in New Caprica, 
And it's like, where's Callie? What's going on? She was taken. And, oh my God, he's all panicked. And he, right, he gets the list he in the, the by list. their secret um, Dropbox person, yes, whatever. Uh, Gator. Yeah, well, yeah. We, we know his Gator now. We know his Gator. Um, they don't, but uh, he know, he gets the list of from the firing squad, and they know they're going to execute some people. Right, and you know, on that list is Callie and Roslyn and Zarek, and so it becomes like all hands on deck. Like you, you gotta go save him, Chief. He's like, okay, I'll go save him. I the one one quote I do like mm-hmm. that he has on that though. Uh, Ty has is Chief pull it together because of course Chief is like. Tyrell's like going frantic and chief pull it together. You won't, you won't do her any good if you leak out first. Mm. Besides the last thing that boy, I I couldn't figure out if he said boy or kid needs is me and Elena's parents. And I love that because he's Mm. telling him to get your shit together, giving him an order, right? Like Uh telling him what to do, you know, go take some guys and and go stop this. Mm -hmm. But also he's giving him, that little warm touch at the end that says, if something happens to you, yeah. your kid's okay. I'll take care of it. And which was in such Thai fashion of mm-hmm. like, you don't even expect he's going to say it, but it's something that a father wants to hear as he knows, as he's leaving totally. the tent to do something like that. Right. And probably helps him get his shit together. Yeah. Just to be able to kind of, you know, zero in and like, here's, I got a mission. I got a thing I got to do. I can't worry about that. I'll worry about this. Um, I was really sort of moved and touched by the Saul and Ellen tie of it all. Like these two episodes, it begins in, in Exodus part one. Um, but it's, it's, it is kind of, it is both romantic and devastating all at the same time mm-hmm. because she did a very bad thing. <laughs> she, we know. Yes. At this point she's done a very yeah. bad thing. And like, you know, our heroes will discover this in, in relatively short order. Um, but yes, the viewer knows that she's done a bad thing and has been s- sort of serially doing bad things all along. I mean, you kind you you kind of hate Ellen, but in these, you know, in this season so far, like you actually, she is trying to help her. She's doing the best she can. Yeah. Um, I want you to know that I would do anything for you. And her, her husband. Her but. husband. And, you know, he, he drew a very hard line, which is like, if you collaborate with the Cylons, then you're dead. Like, I don't care what you think your motives were. I don't care what you think um, you were you were trying to achieve. Um, there's just no room in our world for people who do that. And we know that there's a collision on route, which is, oh, no, <laughs> dude, your wife has been collaborating with Cylons for you. Yes. And like only for you. But now if it was Adama or, you know, Lee, you know, they, they, I, they bend the rules. They bend the rules a little bit, but I think, I don't know if they would bend the rules for anybody on New Caprica. Right. I think that it's, it has become incredibly black and white, you know, that if you transgress, then you are, <clears throat> you are forbidden, foreboding, you are anathema to all of us. And, and even Ty, I mean, we'll see it in, in part two. Mm-hmm. He uh, he walks the walk and talks the talk. He does. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, one hour earlier, here's Ty going. I'm sorry, here's Chief going kind of like batshit crazy, nuts, not sure what's going on. Get me four people. We're going out to the ridge. We got to go rescue a bunch of folks. Rescue yeah, a fi- bunch of. Folks. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need the rest of that word. Just go rescue a bunch of folks. <laughs> <laughs> We're just starting. <laughs> no booze. <laughs> what did you spray in my mouth when I walked in the door? 
Yeah, you came in sick. I put all of oregano and some immune builder. In. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that immune builder is like concentrated scotch. It'll keep you strong. A little punchy. Whoa. A little punchy. Yeah, so here we're we're replaying some of this scene again too, right? With right. with Sharon. As soon as Boomer had landed and she made contact with Sharon, Sam, not Boomer. Sharon, not Boomer. Um, right, she'll get a different call sign on the, yeah. on the back half of this whole adventure. Yes, um, I forget for, what it is, but um, I think it's Athena. Oh, oh, that yeah, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> if I remember correctly, um, mother of Hera, uh, or vice versa. Which also comes up in this episode. It really does. Mm. Wait, there's so many things. In this oh, um, but and yeah, then the yeah. Oracle comes into play. The Oracle is like my favorite character. I know she might be my fracked on or fracked <laughs> up or fracked whatever Be- it's called. That because we do. it's so clearly like they just like can we get Honey Bunny from Pulp Fiction to like also be a crazy that Oracle on this planet? Sure. What's her direction? Just be Honey Bunny. Just be like crazy. She just but she plays it well. She doesn't overplay it. She no, no. just like. Yeah. It's like, we'll how much of that is Amanda Palmer? Uh, I mean, yeah, Amanda Plummer. <laughs> and how much of that is just like, is it in the page? No. <laughs> she just kind of went She's for it. Gonna- <laughs> <laughs> uh, one take. We're done. Thanks. Yeah, I thanks. Don't no changes, no modulations. Just. Pff. Yep. Uh, go back to your trailer. Jeez, no, I'm going to commune with the spirits. All right, do that. She too. wants her chocolate at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I was never quite sure if she's like licking her hands. I'm like, is that chocolate? <laughs> that was Kamala. Yeah, I guess. Or like, she is says it- the Kamala is bitter. I kept on thinking like, it's, that's just like feces, and she's just, <laughs> just licking her hands. Like, I would prefer chocolate. Like, yeah, yeah. No, you should. Maybe stop licking your shitty hands. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, as long as it's you, you got to wipe with one hand and and, lick and the other. eat with the other hand. Right? I guess, but there's a whole run right where <laughs> where um, Baltar is like talking to one of the Durals. We've discovered that sanitation yes. is the key to <laughs> the human happiness. Part too. <laughs> if they can have a clean toilet paper to wipe their ass with, they're going to be a lot more easy to take care of. Yeah, a lot more easy, uh, a lot easier to take care of. <laughs> just we're, we're going to risk this. <laughs> no worries, we got it. Um, but yeah, so now we have these sort of two competing uh, dudes in the woods looking through binoculars and stuff. We have uh, Tyrrell and his four sort of uh, insurgents who are rescuing folks from the from the shootout. And then it's Sam and Sharon getting ambushed by centurions in their neck of the woods, mm-hmm. which is a thing I don't get to say very often. I mean it. Like two people in two different necks of woods. What is a neck of the woods? Why is it called the neck, neck of the woods? Like, is it a bootlegger term or something? I don't know. I'm uh, going to have to Google that. Yeah. Or, you know, hey, uh, Battlestar Galacticast listeners, uh, if you know <laughs> the uh, the origins of that particular entomological phrase, uh, please do. Uh, let us know. Let us know on the Twitters, on the Instagrams. What is Kies neck of the woods? <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? Yes. Please explain this to me. Um, I'm imagining that some of our Southern American listeners might have a keener instinct to that as opposed to our Manhattan listeners. Probably. I I got nothing. The corner of 23rd and Broadway? Yes. Is that an Alphabet City thing? I don't know. Um, but yeah, so chief, you know, does his chiefly duties and says, give me five seconds yeah. and shoot at that. And of course it goes to four point. Mm-hmm. 
And Nine then, five. Then he dives and like tackles Callie to the ground, and then the firing hits the freaking Centurions, and everybody wins. And, and then, Sharon has the big guns and blows up. So it's right. all needable, right. though they have lost some humans. They've lost some humans. Everybody's lost a little somebody. Yeah. Um, Roslyn, it turns out, saves Eric's life. I love that line too. Yeah. Did you write it down too? I did. Oh. Or is it been a while since I've had a woman throw me to the ground? Not as much fun as I remember. Yep. Oh, bam. Oh, God. Zarek's getting kinky. Mm-hmm. That dude. Not with Rosalind, but um. I mean, you know, there's always a chance. I thought that was actually. I thought that was a really funny line to have there. It's like that little breather. It was. Yeah, a little bit. A little and, humanizing. Hmm. Because he pulls her out of the line of fire to begin with. And then you did see her actually grab him to throw him and they roll down the hill. They saved each other's lives. They did. They're now on equal footing in this particular moment. They will still be enemies uh, once they, you know, spoilers, get back to the fleet. Right. But for now, they are are aligned in their interests of self-preservation. What is there? There's some famous line about your being... I don't know what it is. So I don't know why I'm bringing it up, but you might know about when your enemies at certain times, but the friends are folk. My enemy is my friend. I know it's that, but it's not that one. It's not that one. Uh, there are no atheists in foxholes. Um, uh, uh. Smoking if you got them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the sure. point is, yes, they, mm-hmm. they have each other's backs when, when with a bigger foe. Correct. Um, I did find this interesting that there's the scene where uh, one of the cavals who was at the, the sort of uh, firing line gets shot, uh, not dead, writhing around on the ground. People know he's writhing around on the ground. And, uh, and Callie goes up to Chief and says, well, what do we do now? And she's, and Tyrell's like, we're going home. Admiral Adam is on his way. We're getting off this rock. We're going back to Galactica. Dude, there's a Cylon right there who, like, if you're going to kill him, He's going to download and know this. And if you don't kill him, what are you going to do with him? And they just leave him there. They just leave him there. And it's like, dude, maybe just like, just keep it buttoned up, man. Yeah, that was probably just overlooked. That was one of those things where, because you don't see Cavill in that particular shot when, when Mm -hmm. Terrell says that. It's one of those, in reality, he's really just right there. Like, dude, he's right at your feet. (laughs) <laughs> he's gonna hear it he's gonna hear it like if you shoot him he's gonna hear it and tell everybody if you don't he's gonna hear it and tell everybody just maybe with the operational security here chief yeah just keep it tight keep it secret keep it safe but now does everybody notice that i don't know i didn't uh, i mean now that you bring it up i did yeah and i would if i was there probably mm. but then in reality when you're <laughs> filming it because it's a different setup cavill yep. actually wouldn't be laying on the ground probably there because he'd be in his trailer <laughs> it's like, screw this <laughs> smoking a cigar <laughs> somebody help me up <laughs> uh, is this the first cylon dream we've that, seen i think so yes um yeah diana diana beers is like dreaming of babies and and weird ass rock formations sitting outside of tents and stuff um and her dreams are very monochromatic with crazy blue eyes. And mm-hmm. like, ooh, what does this mean? Dream in Cylons. Dream in Cylons, which she tells Cottle later. Yeah. Everybody dreams. Everybody dreams. Um, poor guy is Balto. He is really feeling guilty, isn't he? He is. He is. He, uh, 
you know, he's he's very pissy about the posh prison that he has for himself mm-hmm. uh, of his own devising. You know, that only the Cylons will talk to him and Gaeta, who clearly, you know, not in love with his former boss anymore. Um, he has no control over anything. And the one thing that he wanted was control. And now he has now none. He's none. So sad for him. He's hated by the humans and hated um, by the Cylons. Yeah. Is this the first time we see him and Caprica 6 actually together again? Um, I think so. I think so, right? In terms of like a, you know. In a carnal sense. Carnal sense. And that they've been spending time together. And they're, this actually, this scene actually rang very true to me in, in relationships when the relationship and the external factors and everything is very, you know, there's so much going on mm-hmm. that there's just very, there's like a disconnect between these two characters yeah. and they're, you know, he, he's biting at her and, and, you know, saying things like, well, how should we talk about how your day was, how my day was <laughs> at the office, blah, blah, blah. And then she goes to leave and he's like, please don't go. Mm. And she just sits back down and she sits on the bed and they both just face apart from each other yeah, and don't talk. And it just felt so like real yeah. in many ways. Because they're both, they are each of them, all the other one has, mm-hmm. you know, like she's the one thing that kind of he always wanted, but now that she's part of his life, it's not at all sort of offering him any sense of solace. He's all that she'd ever wanted. And then now like, but this is not the version of Baltar she was hoping to get. And he's a broken man. At he's this a point. broken man. And it's just, you, you see the, the pity and sadness on everybody's face. Um, and yeah, then he just, this is when he does go on his run about fucking, you know, had the most fascinating chat. chat with one of Doral's. He's got this theory about sanitation being the key to regaining human trust and confidence. Something about toilet paper. No, lack of toilet paper. That's it. How if people could only wipe their bums properly, there'd be a measurable uptick in the polls. She's like, do you realize what I've given up for you? You miserable son of a bitch. <laughs> you said something about, does it look like I care? Or that's the last thing I'm thinking right, about or something. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, please Ugh. don't go. Please, please don't go. <laughs> I just need some money. <laughs> yeah, just any comfort right yeah, now. I just need a little warmth. I'll be alone <laughs> in my posh pad. I just, I can't Knowing imagine. I'm a traitor. A traitor. Like, and it seems as if their bedroom is also the office of Colonial One. It, yeah. Like, how do you conduct, I guess, suppose well, she doesn't have to conduct much business in there. But I can't imagine there's a cleaning staff. No. Right. Well, yeah, there must be, right? I, I, I guess. I mean, I hopefully sense all the hookers he had in there. I just, that place can't smell good. <laughs> Not with this smoking constantly. Yeah, and smoking and sweat and desperate sex. Like that place just must smell like the basement of a whorehouse. Mm-hmm. Upon which one conducts government business. Because <laughs> <laughs> probably that's really in reality where a lot gets yeah, done. Yeah. So, hey. Yeah. The Oval Office. Maybe it, maybe that smell spurs on like right. political creative juices. This smells like politics. Hey, we got <laughs> the juices! Yay! <laughs> Trisha got us there. Good work. Bring it down. Now let's talk about this child. Oh. <laughs> Poor Casey. But grabbing the finger. The grabbing the friggin' finger. The like. little hand grabbing the finger is such a heart pull, and I don't even like kids. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's impossible to uh, like. Oh, you're doing this thing now. Mm-hmm. Fine, whatever. I guess I'll love you. 
Yes. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. But mm. that's what, that's the moment that she, you know, she surrenders fully, I think. Yeah. It's a hand around the finger. It's the guilt over having like, she banged her head and got cut and went to the doctor. And then the, I still forgive you because you're my mommy. Mm-hmm. Even though it's unclear, can this child talk? Doesn't she seem, doesn't say anything? She does, but she seems like she's like three years old. So she should be uttering something. Yeah, there's like too much hair. She feels a little too mature. Uh huh. To be like a top. She's climbing on shit. She's climbing on stuff. She's yeah, yeah. So, you know, my nephew's a little over too, and he's talking up a storm. Totally. Like this is the most silent kid who's this <laughs> capable of stuff ever. Um, <laughs> and it must just be because if you have this kid talk, he's going to say. You're not my mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we don't know that yet. The audience doesn't know that, know that Or yet. at the very least, like, you are my mom. Or you are my like, mom. Like mommy! Some information. Mommy! Totally. The uh, fact that she didn't say mommy to begin with is mm-hmm. kind of telltale, right? A little bit. Not to spoil much. No. Um, but yes. Leobin's brainwashed her. Just like he's brainwashed, Com- brainwashed Kara. Leobin is a master of puppets. Master. Master. <laughs> Master of puppets pulling your strings. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been able to do that? Um, ma- marionette stuff? Marionette this? No, I have uh, my manual dexterity is not quite such. That it's like, <laughs> I can make this puppet do some cool shit. And then this puppet's like paralyzed. <laughs> Just like, Why is it not moving? Is that puppet dead? It's like, well, yeah. <laughs> Every play begins with a bolt of lightning. It's like, why is that puppet on the ground? So sad. Because <laughs> he's. Yeah. Coma. <laughs> he got caseed. Totally. This, this one's like dancing around like fucking nobody's business. And this other one's just like, bleh, bloop. It's also why I can't play piano. Yeah, I used to. Yeah. Yeah. And what did you, why'd you give it up? Because I got into junior high mm-hmm. and I had to choose between, we lived too far away from town. So I chose sports. Okay. And so I had to choose, when I was younger, it was music. And then I chose sports, mm. but I could only have kind of one after school extracurricular activity. Cause I'm sorry. I couldn't drive myself at that point. <laughs> so. I was 14 years old. Um, what, but, was, what was your sport? Volleyball and then basketball. Mm-hmm. You do have some height. I do. Mm. I was a good spiker and I was a good center. I've noticed. The height, not the spiking. <laughs> it's like, Trisha, be kinder to that guy. Like, fuck him. Spikes. <laughs> body blow, body blow. Hadouken. Oh, I wish I could still play. Yeah. Can you not? Isn't there like a league you could be in now? Uh, you know, I mm. thought about it at one point, but then I just traveled too much. Mm. So then you're always letting your team down because you're never there. That's true. So. Yeah, you'd be the one that's like, man, we'd have won that game if Trisha was here. <laughs> Where's she now? I don't know. Romania. <laughs> <laughs> Playing for the Romanian team, my bet. <laughs> She's worse. She's not like dedicated. No. It's like, I'm here. I'm here every fucking week. I pay my dues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I didn't want that. Gotcha. No, that's fair. Yeah. Nobody needs that. No. <laughs> so talking about dues, um, Dwala, we skipped over the Oracle stuff, but we talked about that before. We talked about it before. She was awesome. And that crazy man, the plumber doing all that shit. Yeah. And, um, but, uh, Duala really, she, she talks some sense into Lee all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, I feel a little bad for her, um, only because that seems to be all too often the role that women get on shows like this, which is, 
I'm supposed to remind the hero what he's supposed to do mm-hmm. um, to make sure that he's going to have some 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 moral debate and some weird ethical dilemma. And my job is to keep keep him on the straight and narrow and put him back on the true, and then off he goes. Which isn't often with Battlestar, but Duala seems to get that. Yeah, quite a bit. With. She's fallen a little bit into that role here, like both in Occupation Precipice and now in this one. It's it's how do I make Leah Dama do what he's supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Um, which is you know, it's it's a trope. Most of the time, this show manages to subvert tropes like it's candy. Um, but this this just seems to be one that's a little bit in the rut. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I'm looking at him with his, yeah, he just looks so different. He looks so different. And like the, every now and again, the light hits the suit wrong. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And then his ears look little. Yeah. And- like there's some like weird little cavern on his cheeks where it's not quite right. Um, yeah. Generally it looks really good though. Like they did a great job totally. with it, but it's every now and again, the light just, just digs in there in the wrong way. Yeah. Um, I think next time we get um, David Weddle and Bradley Thompson, who wrote this episode on the podcast, I want to ask them what, where did that salt ritual come from? You know, there's the whole thing where, you know, the two crews from the Pegasus and the Galactic are standing on opposite sides of the deck mm-hmm. and they take this big box of salt and they throw it in between and there's a big saying and then a prayer and then they mess the salt up and then it's like, we're all one crew now. I wonder if that is some like traditional naval thing. I think it probably is because mm. I don't know, but I would believe with with them that it would yeah. it came from somewhere. Yeah, like it. Feels we haven't like, seen it before. I don't think. I don't think we have. I don't think we have. Um, but it, it feels like it's something like from a frigate in Napoleonic Wars or whatever. Mm-hmm. Some like you know 1843 thing I discovered on the Good Ship Lollipop. It's not the Good Ship Lollipop. I know that. <laughs> like, we we know that that's not true. Well, I know I know they're going to be here again this season. So yes, we uh, have a um, lot of things to ask them. We will ask them that specifically. Yes, if uh, we remember. And then I, I also want to ask them about stuff in Exodus Part Two, but we'll get there when we get to Exodus Part Two. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, every now and again, yeah, Lee the weird Lee fat suit, and then when he's trying to 
over emote through all of that plastic. Yes, the the father son moment here is yeah, harder. It's harder because he just looks so comical, and and because he's covered in all this latex, he's got to do stuff with his face to make like. And it just looks like he's pouting all the time. Right? <laughs> right, oh, Dad. I'm going to... Good luck. Happy birthday. And he's like, don't make me cry in my own hangar deck. Don't make me cry my own hangar deck. Thank you. Don't... Don't, like, don't just get in the boat. Just get in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's so hard to work through that stuff. I, I like, can imagine. Because you also don't know what you're... What's showing and what's mm-hmm. not. Unless you literally st- stand there in a mirror... Like yeah. from the actor's perspective, right? <laughs> Unless you're really, and this is what, 10 years, more than that yeah. now, yeah, 12, 12 years ago now. So even the technology in terms of prosthetics has gotten better, mm-hmm. but it's really hard to work yeah. through prosthetics and emote through prosthetics. Yeah. And then without it, without it becoming comical by accident. Right. Like there's always going to be a little bit of like, what? And then trying to find a way to ground a performance under all of that stuff. Patton Oswalt has this bit where he talks about um, like three or four albums ago that he was getting fat and he called it B word fat. The kind of fat where like you can hear the bees when you talk. Like I'm like a bagel with a lot of cream cheese and I would like it in the bathroom. I'm going to eat this bagel in the bathroom. Like you could hear all of the bees just like flapping. That's a bit what fat I'm looking like. I'm going to go back to the bucket text. Well, there's my ship, and there's all of my stuff, and the wall is there. And the wall is there. I would like to have some more pretzels brought to me in my cabin, please. I'm not coming to the pocket. Now I'm not going to be able to unsee that and think that until he loses the fat suit. Uh, luckily, it happens in like an episode. Right. He drops 60 pounds in a week. <laughs> I just went to the gym, you guys. Did you did you miss these abs? Did you, did you miss them? <laughs> yeah, there they go. I just peeled them off. What? Like, you've been working out, Lee. Yes, I have, Dad. Boom. <laughs> All the stress of what happens in Exodus Part Two. Yes, so much stress. That's due to drop some pounds. Uh huh. He's a nervous eater. Um. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Aren't we all? <clears throat> um. Uh, Doc Cottle, I think, is the first time we see him now in season three. It's been a while since we've seen good old Doc Cottle. No, we saw him in, didn't we see him in the beginning or was it the end of season two when, when, um, yeah, for the meds, Starbuck was, uh, trying to get meds because Sam right. was, had yeah, pneumonia. pneumonia. Right. But that was brief. That was brief. A little flyby. And this, this is also a flyby. It is, but it's, it's poignant in that, you know, Deanna has been told by the Oracle, mm-hmm. um, or the crazy lady, yes. psychic, um, honey bunny, that uh, that Hera lives, yes. and that she will hold her ar- her in her arms and know true love, and so Deanna, of course, mm. questions the doc and can read right through him. Yeah, Doc Cottle is many things, but like a vault of information, uh, like an emotional mask, he is not. Yeah, um, but uh, it's uh, yeah, and I like that scene where where he's. Like he's been in triage. He's been trying to save the cavil who was shot out by the by the woods. It's like, well, why don't you just let him die? Like he's gonna regen he's gonna resurrect. It's like, I don't do that. Like I will work to save every life that I can. Even Cylons. Even Cylons. I'm like, oh, you're you're like a good doctor. 
And then she puts the hand, her finger through the blood and she's like, mm-hmm. something about funny thing is this all looks the same. Mm-hmm. That's kind of. I know. We're all the same inside. The- Even Cylons. <laughs> We're all the same. Um, the Cylons, speaking of which, are at their wits end. Um, they don't know what to do about humanity. They're like, our resources are stretched to the max and the insurgency is going strong and we've been rounding people up and it doesn't seem to matter. You know, and Baltar's like, just shoot me. <laughs> just like, just line me up. Easy way out at this point for him, he thinks. But this is also where we discover that the downloading process gets mm. harder and harder and harder. Because one of the cavals, the one that was actually at the firing squad with the mm-hmm. truck, mm-hmm. he had to kill himself, right? right. To, to actually download because he yeah. was left out there. And he was saying the first time, you know, or whatever, the third time, it's like an iron poker going through his skull. Mm. We, we can't keep doing this. We can't keep dying and downloading it. So that's the first yeah. time we hear that it's getting harder to download. Yeah, that there's a cost. Yeah. To it, which is, yeah, it is. I, I love new lo- wrinkles into the mythology. Like, ooh, no, the thing we thought we knew, we don't, you know, and that is, that is all can be very often the product of a writer's room slowly figuring things out mm-hmm. or deciding like, listen, if, if death doesn't mean anything, then it does, then it's nothing. So what's the point? So let's find a way to make it mean something. Right. We've seen it with Leoben when the resurrection ship was too far away Mm -hmm. and he's going to really die, that type of thing. But not not on a, you know, broader basis of is it going to get harder and harder and harder till it's not possible anymore. Right. Yeah. Like the the increasing difficulty will at some point reach a limit. We don't know what that is. We don't know how long it'll take, but it is like, ooh, new wrinkle, new wrinkle (laughs) because we needed to make this stuff mean something. Um. Sharon and Sam are going over the plan to get the launch keys because that's her job. She was sent down to be able to infiltrate um, sort of the Cylon high command because, you know, she's a Cylon. Um, But they can all tell each other apart. They can tell each other apart, but the Centurions probably won't be able to tell her apart. So it's like at the very least, if you you dodge any other skin jobs, then you might be able to make it through there relatively um, unscathed. Unscathed. Um, hey, there's Erica, Sarah, and Mystery Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Maya and Hera. Which is, we see here, uh, I like the scene with Rosalind telling um, Anders, mm. this baby has to be protected at all costs, has to get off the ship, and then essentially mm-hmm. lets him know who she is and yeah. the shape of things to come. She may very well be the shape of things to come. Like I kept on being like, how deep are these catacombs that they have this like underground rebel hideout where it's like, there's no, there's like lights and like different rooms and like, huh? Has nobody noticed that you guys have like like a five bedroom condo underneath Caprica City? Like, is that a clown car under there? Like, we just nobody's coming out of this tent, and everybody keeps going in. I say it's pretty damn good luck for the humans that they just happened upon these amazing catacombs down there. And it's even like it looks like it had at one point been like a structure, even though nobody had come out of this planet before. Like, why is there like wrought iron stuff in the middle of the cement that nobody's like? Maybe there were aliens before that had this, that were on this planet. Everybody's aliens. So many aliens. So many <laughs> aliens. Yeah. 
that that felt very much like a listen we found this really cool location does it make sense not especially let's just keep it dark and we'll move on yeah let's go for it <laughs> don't really focus on the background yeah just <laughs> totally like we're all in that we're all in her face um but uh yeah like as ron said like we're spending money hand over fist on these sets in these locations like you didn't Ron say the network wanted them off New Caprica. Yeah, like you get soon. two episodes, <laughs> and get, it turned into four. four. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, look at it's it. expensive. Yeah, but like, look at yeah, like who's the, the concrete rebar? Like, it's who built that? Yeah, that wasn't the, that wasn't the insurgents. No, no, yeah. they didn't have time in the in the hundred and thirty four days that they've been there <laughs> to like build a thing and have it become a wrecked, bombed out, abandoned structure that they then moved back into. I'm going with aliens. Totally aliens. Uh, Vulcans, I'm going to say. Ooh. Yeah, why not? Let's just cross the fucking You said streams. that as you were looking at Rekha Sharma, who I happens did. to be on CBS All Access. On, on Discovery. Is that Vulcans? Um, I don't think she plays a Vulcan. Oh, but they're all Vulcans. Vul- 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 <laughs> <laughs> Vulcans and Romulans and <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. Yes, yeah. they're all like Federation citizens. <laughs> This is a secret Federation outpost deep, deep in the past. I didn't like mix up Star Wars and Star Trek. No, you didn't at okay, all. Okay, good. I'm no, proud of myself. You are, you are all good. Woohoo. Um, are you going to go see the new Star Wars movie? We're talking about this, which will now air like nine months from now. But like, <laughs> have you seen the new Star Wars picture, Trisha? I have not. Are you going to? You're interested? I'm, I haven't seen the last ones. Um, then, yeah, there's no reason for you to go see this one. <laughs> I can be part of a cultural movement or fuck it. I'm just not invested. <laughs> You don't have to be. Stay your course. The last one I saw was Peanut Butter Falcon. Uh, I wish that was a Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, the last movie I saw was Chewie, Peanut Butter Falcon. get in the Peanut Butter Falcon. We're going home. <laughs> <laughs> the Millennium Falcon is made of peanut butter and chocolate. <laughs> the Oracle will be happy. Totally. I would like to see that crossover. <laughs> Willy Wonka's Star Wars. It's a peanut butter falcon. <laughs> chocolate X-Wings. Green clovers, blue diamonds. <laughs> Thanks, my lucky charms. Um, all right, so now here is here's here's the moment. Ooh, yes. Uh, as as we glossed over before, <laughs> the the Cylons, the Centurions were able to ambush Sam and Sharon because they had a map of where the rendezvous was going to be. How did they get that map? Well, Anders drew that map by hand. There's only one. There's only one of them. Um, and then Ty said, uh, like, all right, we'll burn it uh, to get rid of the evidence. And Ellen said, I'll take care of it. Instead of burning it, she gave it to Cavill, who then uh, clearly passed it on down the, the Cylon chain of command. Yeah, there's no there's no um, no way to weasel out of the fact that she did this. No, there is proof. There is hard proof that she has been collaborating with the Cylons and like called on the Met. She says it like, yeah, I she did comes right up. Yep. She goes, I did it for, which she did. Yeah. It's like he, he said he'd kill you. One of the brother Cavills. I did it for you. I didn't have any choice. I did it for you. And like his last eye bugs the fuck out. <laughs> like, whoa, no, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. And I lost an eye already. It's, I don't know. What would you do in that circumstance though? No, no, your husband or your wife is going to be, but like Sam is like, I lost three men out there or right. three people out there and if Sharon had been killed totally. the whole this, plan would have been off this would have been the end of us leaving this planet if if what was supposed to happen happened 
Because they would have known we were collaborating with Galactica as well. Mm-hmm. Not just yeah. this particular chance was gone. Totally. Like we would have no element of surprise. They would have known that Galactic was coming. They would have been on alert. It's That's the end of the plan. So uh, you know what you got to do, Saul. You know what you got to do. And that's fucked up. Because <clears throat> yeah. we know what he's got to do. Um, meanwhile, uh, Sharon has made her way inside the Cylon High Command. She's found the launch keys and also found a former friend person. Which was actually fairly easy to find the launch keys. Yeah, yeah, They no, were right there. Totally. Like, she, she like, put a hand in a thing and, like, crazy flashy lights. And it's like, oh, and it's no. right there. It's right, right behind you. Yeah. Like, it's kind of locked. And nobody else maybe. is around it. No, we don't keep these valuable things guarded by anybody. No, but she see, she does find a friend who mm-hmm. knows immediately. Yes, you're not. You're Sharon. You're bad Sharon. You're Galactica Sharon. And uh, now I know something to get eat at your brain. Mm-hmm. Your daughter Hera is alive. Your new friends tell you that? They faked her death and they hid her from you. She would say anything. Oh, no, I had dreams. I had strange dreams. Maybe your baby's still alive. I don't know why I tried like this weird half. Like, maybe <laughs> your, your baby's, baby's still, still alive. alive. <laughs> a dingo didn't eat it. Dingo <laughs> ate my baby. Dingo ate your baby. No, he didn't. Think these people are your friends. They t- I think you got like crazy Southern. <laughs> no, I'm familiar with the accent drift. When you're like, I think I'm here. And oh no, oh, I ended no. up in Louisiana. <laughs> I thought I was in Auckland. And now I'm in Johannesburg. And then I made my way to Atlanta. <laughs> uh, yep. That, that is the most entertaining knee shot I've ever seen. Where, <laughs> where she just caps her in both of her kneecaps. And she's like, whoa. <laughs> the way she falls. Yeah, the way she falls. It's like this weird, like, kind of half-ass breakdancing move. Yeah, because wouldn't you have got your knees shot out? You'd, your legs would pretty much be blown backwards. Like, yeah, you like pretty it, much face plant, right? Or just or like drop. crumple on top of yourself. Instead, <laughs> she, she does, does this like, breakdancing. She's like surfing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hang ten. No knees. Uh, <laughs> But yes, she, what Deanna does is tell Sharon that, uh, hey, uh, I think your baby's alive. I've seen it in a dream because, you know, we have dreams now. Mm-hmm. And so uh, maybe, maybe, you know. That the, made her question her faith, too, on top of it all. your faith, you know, your faith in both, you know, the gods slash gods and your faith in Adama and all of them. Uh, they are lying to you. They're lying to you. Uh, but Sharon still believes in the mission at the very least. And, you know, again, knee shots. And then goes to ask Tyrrell. It's like, hey, when you spread the ashes like did you spread did you see him like what she's questioning what she had previously believed and she believes Tyrrell and she does but it's still in the he back also of her believes head. yeah he has no reason he spreads to, some ashes yeah he doesn't know that that's not his kid her Hilo's kid. kid right <laughs> big kid you know there's, there's only one dead baby with ashes the famous kid the famous kid the babe the babe with the power <laughs> with the power <laughs> Pew, pew, pew. I'm going to go up and beat David Bowie. <laughs> I don't know why. No. Uh, but uh, she's got the launch codes. We're ending this. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not quite. We've got yeah. three minutes left. So we're ending left. this. We're ending this. And they, they get the, the listening raptors uh, jumped back. And 
They've got the launch keys. And friggin' Adama's like, hell yeah! Stand by for combat jump! Yeah! And then fucking Cat's like, oh shit, I gotta be the boss now, for real. And Racetrack is like, yeah, bitch, we're going! We're on! Shit is going we're real! We're doing this! Cat's like, I don't wanna go, I'm scared! <laughs> it's just, I don't, when are you gonna start drinking? <laughs> yeah, she kind of looked there like, you know when you're sitting in a chair, mm. and you just feel like you've become connected to the chair? Yeah, no, my ass will move. Like, nope. Yeah, I am super heavy right now. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot get out of this chair. That was her look right then. Like, yep. Oh shit! It's like you're gonna have to come and drag this chair. I can't get up. (laughs) Can Can we replace the cockpit seat with this chair? Build it around me, you guys. (laughs) Just drop me in. I'm petite. Yes. Uh, then Adama picks up. He clenches his fist around the around the little com phone. He's like, "Hey, everybody." I don't know why suddenly that became my Adama voice, but he's a tough guy. This is the Admiral. You've heard the news. You know the mission. You should also know there's only one way that this mission ends. And that's with the successful rescue of our people. Off a new Caprica. Look around you. Take a good look at the men and women stand next to you. Remember their faces. For one day you will tell your children and your grandchildren that you serve with such men and women as the universe has never seen. And together, you accomplished a feat that will be told and retold down through the ages. And find Immortality is only the gods once knew. I'm proud to serve with you. Good hunting. This kind of stuff is the reason why um, Battlestar always worked for me. Is that like you'd get all these really deep emotional moments, you'd get this really deep character stuff, and then just a reason to fucking pump your fists in the air and say, Yeah, we're going to get him. And Dom is clenching his teeth and just picking up the phone and slamming it down. It's like, Fuck yeah. He never said, Fuck yeah. But like, Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, and yeah. so it's on. And so it's on. They're going back to rescue their, uh, their wayward companions. And that is a part two. And that is part two. Yes, you this was we, probably written. We didn't we, do a. We didn't do a break. We didn't do a break. We were so excited. We didn't do the break. We'll figure out how to put yeah. one in. Luckily, Brett Boham, our audio wizard, <laughs> will figure out a way to put a break in the middle of that. Good luck, champ. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we stopped. But no, I do not envy you the mission no. set before you, my friend. We made a little light of the episode, but. It's actually, it's a really, it's a really good episode. Yeah. It's heavy subject matter, right? It's very heavy. But it's, it's, it's a little bit within the four of the series on New Caprica Mm -hmm. with one coming up. It is a little bit of the lighter one, not lighter, but shit. What am I trying to say? It's it's, it's, it's got momentum. It's It's the breather one, right? Yeah. It's like the calm before the storm. So, you know, you're no longer in how awful it is to be on the surface because we've established that already. Now it's the, we're about to get off. How many things can go wrong? You know, we're all sort of, you know, gathering our strength to go do this impossible task. And there's, there's energy there. There's inertia there. Right. It's the energy. It's the mission building. It's the. Totally. Yeah. So so you're not wallowing in how awful it is. You're excited for how soon it's going to be over. 
hopefully. So that being said, I think my frack down of the week. Your frack down of the week is... Is going to stay with the more fun theme. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be the psychic lady chick. You know, I liked her for some reason. She, it's, it's again, Honey Bunny is nothing to sneeze at. Right? She's I mean, there great. was other moments that I could have had, but I just like her. Wish I had some chocolate caramels at the end of the scene. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, mm. I'm going to go with that to be, to stay with the lightness. To stay with the lightness. Um, I think my frack down, hmm. My problem is, is that I have like nine frack downs for, mm-hmm. for Exodus part two. Um, but, uh, but I think it's, I think it's the, the, the tiny hand around the finger. That was my other one. That was your other one. I think it's the, it, because it is such proof positive of the manipulation of Leoben. Mm-hmm. And it's. And he's so damn good at it. He's so damn good at it. But you know what also reminded me about that? Mm-hmm. The hand down was when Sharon or Deanna was talking to Sharon about Hera still being alive, it was Hera's hand, the little teeny tiny baby yeah. hand on the finger as well mm-hmm. of, of her mother. Yeah. Mother. Mother. <laughs> mother. <laughs> <laughs> the frack accent is that. Um, but it was like, a, I, I don't think it was on purpose. I don't think there's any correlation, but it just. It's like, it's a, this, it's like an echo. Yeah. Um, and it's really effective. And so yeah, I'm going. I'm going a uh, little, uh, little preposterously old baby hand. <laughs> a kid's nine years old. <laughs> the, the, the mute baby hand. Sorry, the mute baby hand. Like, that kid can drink, but why no dialogue? <laughs> Listen, I'm pretty sure you're not my mother, but I've got this head injury, and I'm just gonna hang out here for a while. Is that cool with you? <laughs> uh, but yeah. yes. Uh, so yes, next week we will go to uh, Exodus Part Two. Ooh, and there's some shit goes down. There's, like all the shit goes down. Um, but uh, but yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I mean, you know why? If you've seen the show, you know why. And if you haven't seen the show, you kind of have a feeling for what may or may not happen here. But uh, not because it's being set up. It's being set in up in this one. But not to spoil too much. This is a fleet that will go from two battle stars to one battle star um, by the time it's all done. Um, They've already, because Pegasus just jumped away. That's true. That's very true. So they've gone from one battle star to one battle star. Or have they already, or is that in Exodus Part 2? Um, anyway, it's anyway, imminent. Yes, whatever. <laughs> if it hasn't happened, it's imminent in <laughs> Exodus Part 2. Yeah, somebody will not be an admiral anymore. <laughs> um, but uh, but yes, so uh, next week we will see you guys for Exodus Part 2. Um, we would like to thank the good fine folks at Sci-Fi Wire for continuing to host this drivel, <laughs> this ridiculousness. Um, we want to thank uh, our previous guest, Ronald D. Moore, for you know creating the show that we keep talking about. So thanks, Ron. Uh, want to thank Brett Boham. Am I pronouncing that right? Boom, boom. I don't know why I wanted to go Boham. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm from Kentucky right now. Boham, boom. Instead, he's French. Yeah, I know. I'm Monsieur Boham. <laughs> ah, bien sûr, Monsieur Boham. <laughs> La Boham. <laughs> La Boham. <laughs> no, we won't do that anymore. That feels weird. Uh, but yes, Mr. Boham for stepping in uh, on the ones and twos. And uh, and Trisha for continuing to uh, open her home 
to uh, to fools like me and uh, spritzing rando chemicals in my face as soon <laughs> as I walk in the door to make sure that I don't die in the process. Yes. Well, thank you for showing up. Yeah. And letting no. me spritz you. I I have uh, I've done worse things for less money. <laughs> uh, so yes, until next week, may the frack be with you. And more spritzes. And more spritzes. I'll take a I'll take an oregano spritz, please. Coming right. <laughs> yeah. Pizza.